Dr. Doris Forte, and welcome to the Visionarium Podcast, where ordinary people gain extraordinary vision. If this is your first time here, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. And if you've been here before, welcome back. This is episode 25. I have entitled this episode, Finding Balance in an unbalanced world. What has inspired this episode is that it seems to me that no matter who I talk to, where I go, or what we're talking about, I'm meeting more and more people who are struggling to maintain a sense of balance and stability with everything that's going on in the world. So today we're going to take a dive inside the visionarium and look at the whole concept of balance. What does it take to create a balanced life? And once we have, what does it take to maintain it? What does a balanced life even look like? And why is having a balanced life important to our sense of overall happiness and well-being? In thinking about this topic, I realize that we've talked about a lot of the things that contribute to a life that reflects balance and well-being inside the Visionarium. And you know what? I would encourage you to go back and listen to some of those episodes and look for the patterns in the things that we've talked about. Because... We don't have to be as confused or baffled by issues as we used to be. That's the whole point of taking these dives inside the visionarium and refocusing on issues and surfacing with new perspectives, those aha moments that propel us forward with just a slight shift in our trajectory that can lead to a totally different outcome. I also thought about how I used to be in the past. I'm an entrepreneur. I have been all my life. In fact, I had my first business when I was seven. It was a magic show. I'd gotten a chemistry set for Christmas and learned how to make all of these concoctions and little things like rubber bones out of putting chicken bones and vinegar and all kind of things. One of the things that I learned to create was invisible ink. Now, way back then in the day, we had fountain pens or ink pens, as we would call them, and we would actually fill them up with ink, and that's what we would write with. And so one of the magic tricks that I had was filling the fountain pen up with this magic ink that I had created that you could write with, and then if you put a match under the paper and heat it up, the words would appear. And you can only imagine how successful that was, how popular that was, right? So I started having these after-school magic shows in my backyard. And my mom made me a cape. It was nothing more than a pillowcase, but she cut it some kind of way where it wrapped around my little shoulders. And I had this whole presentation. My friends would save some of their milk money, and they would pay me for the ink and some of the other little things that I would create. So I learned the joy of making money when I was really little. 
and by the time I became an adult, I was just thinking about business 24-7 and became completely addicted to the action of creating something that would sell and this passion that I had for what I was doing and just, it was just beyond. So I understand the psychology of an entrepreneur, how hyper-focused we can get on the things that we're doing. And in doing so, we can forget about a lot of things. We forget about the beauty that this world really has to offer because we're in such a tunnel that our life quickly can get out of focus. There's something that happens, though, when you're able to step away from the craziness that you've created on these paths that we get on in our life. And we're sidelined, for whatever reason, to the extent that we can listen to a different melody of life. Even the silence that occurs when what we were pursuing is no longer available. It takes us a minute to realize that those moments are really blessings because when we're taken away from our pursuit of everything, we feel like life is punishing us. But what we're gaining, what I gained when I was sidelined, was the time to really reflect on the things in life that I had not been focusing on. In doing so, I realized how imbalanced my life had really become. So the first thing that I want to say about balance is that it requires us to be able to have some introspection, to look inside of our own situation, not from the perspective of how the world is looking, but from the perspective of how our world looks from the inside out. And we will find that a lot of times from the inside out, it's really very vacant. From the outside in, where you see the outside containing all of the material trappings and all of the busy schedules and all of the, the pretty people that we have amassed in our lives, it looks very, very full and fulfilling from the outside in. But from the inside out, it's where you measure the joy and the true happiness that you are gaining from the activity that you're pursuing. And a lot of times we find that we're coming up short in that area. And when we're lucky enough to see that, we have an opportunity to put things back into focus and to shift and rearrange and add and subtract some things that can bring about more of a sense of balance. All of us are not lucky enough to be sidelined by life, long enough to gain our bearings. For many of us, it will take just recognizing that we are sick and tired of being sick and tired, that we have fallen short of the goals that we have set for ourselves, and that we are not happy. Happiness is a motivator, and if we can get that gut level honest to admit that despite all of our efforts and all of our busy work, we are not happy, that can be a great motivator for us to sit down somewhere and come up with a new game plan. I used to call myself 
Cirque de Forte because I walked around like I was on stilts. It was really just three to four inch pumps or stilettos juggling a whole bunch of stuff, just walking around like a circus character juggling all this stuff. And I was so busy juggling, I didn't have time to really enjoy any of the things that I was juggling. And today, for the life of me, I can't even remember what it was exactly that I was trying to do. Because it was all so meaningless. What makes the whole balance thing so challenging for many of us is that we don't have a clue of what a balanced life really looks like. It's never been mentored to us. And we think that it means just dropping everything and doing nothing. That balance means being perfectly still, perfectly aligned. And it's not like that. Balance is a very dynamic state. Maintaining balance is not about being perfectly still. It's about recognizing when you're out of balance and then taking corrective actions to get yourself back in balance. Keeping your balance isn't a one-time thing. It's a constant, consistent effort. It's like walking. Walking has been described as falling forward and that the act of walking is actually us keeping ourselves upright as we move forward. It's a very active state. So I think a good place to begin would be to talk about the elements of a balanced life. What are the key elements of a balanced life? And we'll say that there are eight of them, okay? But there could be more. But we're going to talk about eight elements that should be included in our life if we are to have a sense of balance. And even with these eight elements, you won't have balance all the time. Within those elements, you may have to work for balance for each one of those. But we'll talk about what they are first. We started this whole visionarium journey off with a series called Get Brainwashed. I'm really big on mental health right thinking. So mental health is about having a healthy, positive mindset. And it's important to develop that mindset if you are to have clarity and confidence and the ability to learn and grow new skillful and creative things and to be independent in your thinking. It begins with mental health. So again, if you haven't heard the series on Get Brainwashed, go back and listen to those because they will help you in this pursuit of balance. In striving for mental health, activities that create mental health are things like meditation and positive affirmations and learning new things learning a new language, learning new ways to do things, learning podcasting, this podcasting odyssey that I have embarked upon, learning how to audio produce, and my next step is really becoming more skilled at mastering 
in my editing process, my post-production process, all of these things are good for your mental health. And journaling your thoughts. My journals have been so helpful to me over the years because it shows, if nothing else, my progress. My journals have been very helpful to me over the years. My journals help chronicle my progress when I'm trying to make change. And that's really important because in your journals, you can be very, very honest with how you're doing. Looking back on that, you can see how far you've come. Physical health is about ensuring that you take care of your bodies through healthy nutrition and exercise and proper sleep. Our bodies, as I have said many times, are the vehicles for our spirit. They have a very important function in our lives, and we have to take care of them. So getting the proper amount of sleep, eating whole healthy foods, drinking lots of water, practicing yoga, and also self-care in general, massaging, pedicures, quiet time. Your emotional well-being involves understanding how your thoughts and your feelings affect yourself and others. So you become more positive in your self-talk and you take more responsibility for how you use words because your choice of words creates things. Your words are all about energy and you create a reality by the words that you choose to speak to yourself and to others. It has a huge impact on the world that you create for yourself. In focusing on that, you acknowledge and embrace your emotions and you begin to learn healthier ways to cope with challenges that life presents to you. Some things that you might begin to do is asking for help when you're troubled or learn stress management techniques, which we've talked about before. Listening to music, practicing deep breathing. Breathing is a way of centering that I really embrace because no matter what's going on in the world, I control my breath. If I can pause and control the breath that I take in and hold and breathe out, I know that my world is not being controlled by the outside world. And it's the same thing that I experience when I get on my mat every morning as a ritual. When I am able to willfully move my body through stretches and different series and asanas and movements, that is a feeling of being in control of my own immediate world. And I gain a sense of balance from being able to do that, that the outside world is unable to take away from me. No matter how fast it's spinning, I'm controlling my own breath and my own movements. And that stays with me. That's not something that I have to relinquish to the world. It can do what it wants to do. Another aspect of balance is your spirituality. Your stance on where you are in terms of who you are, what your values are, what is important to you in terms of your life purpose, finding inner peace, and learning how to live 
with other people mindfully and in a happy manner, that's just a lot of personal work that has to be done. And until you decide to do it, you really won't attain the level of balance in your life that you need and that you will be seeking. Some of the things that have helped me grow is practicing gratitude. When my eyelids open up in the morning, my mouth says thank you. I am just grateful for another day. I am so grateful that I have lived through the night and that I have a day that I can walk into and it's brand new. It's full of all possibilities and I am just really grateful for that and I express that with my words. My words are a vibration that I am putting into the universe. My intention for that day is to give and receive gratitude. In a few weeks, it'll be time to plant my fall garden. And it's just too hot outside for vegetable plants to even think about surviving in that heat. So I brought everything in. I set up a, a baker's rack and I've got my fall vegetable seeds starting and they're already germinating in this cool air conditioning. So I am so happy that I'll be able to eventually in a few weeks transplant these vegetables and grow food for my family, myself, and my community. That means a lot to me. As far as spirituality is concerned, recognizing that there is a power that's greater than you is really important. Not only does it alleviate you taking blame for everything, but it also helps you show some reverence for something greater than yourself. Having a social life is also important in seeking balance. And I would say let it consist of something that you really enjoy, people that you really enjoy, activities that really mean something to you and surround yourself by meaningful, supportive, positive people. That is so important to feel safe and respected and accepted is very, very important to our sense of social wellness. And in addition to the mental and physical and spiritual things that I'm talking about, it is really, really important that we are socially well-adjusted as well. That in our community, we make a positive impact. That we are not just little islands standing by ourselves, but that we recognize that we stand with other people and we make the time in our life to support these other people and what they're doing. It, has, it doesn't have to be some real big cause that you have to march for. There are people in your life that are doing things every day. Find out what they're doing, what they care about, and lend a hand. That's all you have to do. Involving myself in activities that support the environment that I live in is important. It's not something I want to ignore. I recognize that there's not a lot that I can do about a lot of things, but I can take some personal responsibility to... Be mindful of the air that I breathe and the water that I drink and not littering and, and that sort of thing. So it begins with me recycling 
or volunteering to clean up part of my park or keeping my personal space clean and tidy and organized. I don't do it all the time. And this is one of the areas that I was saying. Sometimes we have to look at an area in our life and decide to create more balance in that particular area. So the work of balance is a full-time job. It begins with small things and moves out to larger things. It is very, very important. And of course we know that balancing our financial well-being is crucial because unless you do that, you're going to feel out of whack. And to do that, you've got to develop a good relationship with money. You've got to learn about how to manage your financial expenses. And the end point of that is to avoid stress because any of these areas that I've mentioned to you, if they are not in balance, will create stress in your life. And it is the stressful situations that keep us from feeling happy. We just want to do better. We want to be mindful. We want to be on it. To get on it. All right? And to continue to work our financial budget, our, our exercise budgets, our social budgets, whatever we're working on. The operative word is working. That we're working on it. But where our finances are concerned, we want to make sure that we save some money, that we get rid of debt, that we invest and build assets where we can, and that we take time to evaluate that budget periodically. And then the eighth area in terms of feeling balance in our life is occupational. If we have a career, we want to look at are we advancing it? Are we putting the building blocks in place that will allow us to advance in that career? And things like creating and maintaining a healthy work-life balance and not drifting towards workaholism and having a healthy work environment and developing your skills so that you're not passed over by opportunities that keep you from advancing in your career. You have to not let the tail wag the dog in your life. You've got to be the dog wagging the tail. And that is you checking in on all of these aspects of your life to see how you're doing. And if you're not doing well, if you're not feeling happy, then your life is out of balance and you can make some changes. And that's how it's done. I could easily run out of time before I run out of words here because that's a huge topic, balance is. But I think we're painting a picture that you're beginning to see. It's also important to know when you're out of balance and to recognize what that feels like for you. Do you have that feeling of irritability? Do you feel exhausted all the time? Do you feel numb? You're just not feeling anything? You need to know what your out of balance feels like for you. There are different experiences of balance as you move through life. Teenagers have a sense of balance. Teenagers and young adults, that's different from older adults. When you're a teen, you might find 
it hard to balance school and social life. Bullying may be a bigger issue to you when you're a teen in terms of socialization. When you are an adult, there are different issues that take place. You're so busy sometimes taking care of other people and your job, your career, that you don't have enough time for self-care. So that becomes a bigger issue for you, spending time with your family, balancing work and friends and family. As an older adult, again, there are, there are a whole different set of things. And what adults that are older have to realize is that it's never too late to take care of your mental and physical well-being or to set goals and work towards achieving them. Life is a continuum, and you do what you're able to do when you're able to do it. I want to share with you that episode 25, which is now that I'm doing, this is episode 25, is our last episode. I'm taking a break. I won't be gone long. As I mentioned to you, I do want to attend a class on mastering, learn how to put that cherry on the top of my editing where things just seem a lot smoother and a lot more finessed. Now that I have all this special equipment, I need to learn how to use it. Along the same lines of talking about balance, I need to seek a little balance myself. I'm going to try to get a vacation in, go somewhere, relax a little bit. So when we come back, I'll start the next season off with episode 26, which will be the beginning of a new series. I will send an e-blast out. I'll keep in touch. I may even pop in and say hi. Just know that we're taking a little break to seek some balance. And with that, let's swim back up to the surface and take a deep breath. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for listening. And as always, if you have any comments, questions, or suggestions for an upcoming episode, I would love to hear from you. Please send me a line. My email address is thevisionariumpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can also communicate with me by going to our website, which is inside the visionarium. And while you're there, look at the After Images section, because you will often find post-production notes and research notes that I have used in preparing today's episode and more. As a VP, Visionarium Podcast listener, and you certainly are, you can help us expand our listening community by telling a friend about the Visionarium podcast and inviting them to listen. And I truly do appreciate that. So until we meet again, remember to focus on your dreams because you've got to have a dream to make a dream come true. See you soon.